As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome aboard The Athletic's Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait. Hey, everyone. Tim McMast here along with Zach Rosenblatt and Connor Hughes today. Also hoping to get uh, Marissa as well. It's again uh, the whole. Hey, wait, wait. Hold on a second here. Whoa. And Marissa Dunn joining the show as well. It is this, a, uh, this is not my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, this whose is- baby is that? This is my niece, Mary. Um, my baby is sleeping. Mary knew she could take advantage of me a little bit. So she did not want to sleep. So I said, let's join the podcast. Mary, All right. said, I don't, she, said, she said, as long as we don't talk about the Jets, I'll come on. Exactly. Right? All right, let's, let's lay down what's going on here. Um, this was supposed to be, it is a special show because the four people that have always ever been part of this show are here together, which is cool. But it was supposed to be extra special. We were not going to talk about the Jets on this episode of Can't Wait. But Aaron Rodgers went and decided to practice. So we are going to start with a little bit of Aaron Rodgers chatter. And then we're going to move things on to whatever you want to talk about. We got a bunch of questions in on Twitter, uh, Instagram. If you're watching us live, get some comments in the comment section. Uh, We'll try to cover as much nonsense as we can and get our minds off the Jets for a little bit, maybe 45 minutes. So it should be fun. We're still continuing our holiday push for five-star reviews. So say something nice, say something funny, along with five stars on Apple. And we will will read those at the end of the year. Uh, Let's get... Let's get into Aaron Rodgers. He um, his practice window started on Wednesday. Um, Zach, you wrote an article today where you literally went week by week and laid out the chances that that he could actually play in a game, starting with Sunday, going all the way through week one of next season. Um, you know, how did he look, and what do you does anything change in your mind now that he's actually on the practice field doing some stuff? I don't know. I'm, so, I'm distracted by a baby, so it's hard for me to focus. <laughs> She's being very quiet. I'm pretty shocked. But I think I just like everyone, and including myself, you know, especially that Thursday night game, she wants to know what the deal is. Is Rodgers really coming back She's or not? True. So what do you guys have to say? Well, I will say 
um, Rogers at least talked about how he might come back is good for us because I think today's the last day they can move that Thursday night game to Sunday. So the fact that Rogers might play, I think, is going to keep us safe so we don't have to do New Year's Eve in Cleveland. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's pretty amazing that he's back in the practice field uh, at minimum. Um, I still am skeptical personally that he's going to come back. I think Connor's a little more optimistic, so you can ask him about that. But, I, uh, yeah, it, no matter what, the fact that he's on the practice field right now is pretty crazy. All right, Connor, Mr. Optimism. I don't know if we've ever said that. Go ahead. What yeah. do you think? <laughs> I definitely am optimistic. Unfortunately, like, I, I lost all of Zach's answers, so I hope that he didn't uh, he didn't trash me too much. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm not breaking out like I said. I, I – I, I had zero plans on going to the Jets. Am I breaking up right now? No, you're good. Yeah, you're you're good. good. Am I? Okay, sorry. You guys are breaking up than just for me. So I had, like, legitimately zero plans to go to the Jets today. The The downside of covering two teams now is that you lose the bye week and you lose uh, those, like, two days where you can actually get your life back in order. So I've pretty much been going <laughs> nonstop here since what was it, OTA's minicamp training camp and the whole world's been falling apart. Plus, you throw a baby into the mix. So I was like, oh, I'm taking today off. This is going to be great. I can actually – Hackett's talking, whatever. OCs, I'll monitor. Locker room always sucks on Thursdays. I'll be there Friday. And now, obviously, I'm, I'm in the car headed back because we're probably going to get a chance to speak to a certain someone today. Uh, but, yeah, I'm optimistic, man. Look, and, and I think that – Saga is um, that the people that are up in arms over this, the, why they are up in arms is – are you guys still have me or no? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're good. Am I good? I see Marissa. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Marissa's having some chaos with the baby. Exit of the turn. Okay, I saw Marissa moving, and then I was like, "Oh God, am I am I a mess right now?" <laughs> this is expert elite podcasting right here. I just turned on like the AC to the full blast and try to keep my phone from overheating. Um, look, <laughs> I think the people that are losing their minds over Aaron Rodgers, a lot of it centers around what's the risk of him coming back, right? Like, like if he comes back. Yeah, he's running. He has. He's an increased risk to re-injure the Achilles. If he re-injures the Achilles, then he's going to be out again. You don't think Aaron Rodgers knows this? You don't think that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson know this? They all do. But if he suffers an Achilles injury the very first game that he comes back, he re-tears it. Well, if he's willing to take that risk, knowing that if he re-injures it, now he can just go and rehab the normal way to get back in nine months or so and then be back for training camp or whatever that math lines up to be for training camp, then that's what he's going to do. I mean, this is all almost like us getting mad at Rodgers or us getting mad at the Jets for taking a risk that the Jets and Rodgers are both willing to take. And, and I think what people don't necessarily understand is that when you have an athlete like Rodgers – they're wired a little differently mentally where, yeah, the playoffs are absolutely something that he's considering, but doing something that no one has ever done before, getting back out there to compete, doing something that people said he couldn't. I think that drives him more than anything else, that this is something that everyone said, oh, your season's over. Oh, there's no chance you can come back. Oh, there's no way. And now he's on the doorstep of doing it. I don't think simply the Jets being eliminated from the playoffs is going to stop him from doing that as long as, as long as he feels he can protect himself and he feels he can still go out there and be a successful quarterback. So I do believe he's back. I think that that, that game, like it's kind of out there now. December 24th is the one to circle where the Jets have been targeting that long and away, and I still believe that that's a pretty good chance that he's going to be there, if not before. I, for, for what it's worth, I totally agree. I don't think it matters about the playoffs. I think his ego yeah. is going to drive him to, to come back to this team, whether they are 4-11 and 11 at that point or whatever it is. Um, 
And and they'll sell it that, you know what, it's going to help us get ready for next year as well to get them on the field again with the receivers. Um, if you are listening to this show instead of watching it, you may want to just check. You're out really missing out. Because, because uh, and again, we should keep repeating that that's not actually Marissa's daughter. Yes, this she's, is my she's niece. She's babysitting. But anyway. This is my niece. And I think we're going to have to go because um, okay. Okay. it's very hard to keep up with. All right, thank my you. Water is, is, does not roll or move yet. This is like a, a test into my future. This kid is all over the place. So she did just so good. everyone Mary. knows, Marissa will be back full time yes. in about a month. Yes, yeah. I will be back, and then Madison will be joining me because until are you still on maternity? Over, yeah. Yes, I am until until January. You're still on maternity? Wow. Yes. Shout out to the athletic. A great. Yes, athletic. Bravo, athletic. Yes, um, and then Madison will be joining me until Michael's season is over. Then, then it's Daddy Daycare, Dad's on duty. So that should be oh boy, that should be amazing. very interesting. Oh, so I think he are you wants... guys coming back to Jersey, Marissa? Are you coming we, back to Jersey? We we will be. Yes, of course. So season? yes. So Michael. Oh, oh, well, there we go. Michael and I will do Daddy Daycare together. Oh God, that's... Michael and I will Daddy Daycare together. That's we'll a scary thought. Course. Scary, scary thought, but um, great seeing you guys. Obviously, we'll be in touch, and excited to be back. And uh, you know, jump back into this this Jets craziness that just seems yeah. to constantly be, you know, <laughs> over and over again. So great, right. great seeing you guys. Bye, Marissa. Bye, Marissa. Bye. Oh, this Bye, Marissa. episode's already off to a great start. All right, so I think that's enough <laughs> on Rogers. That's the thoughts. Like he's back. All right, we'll. We'll see what happens. Let's let's get into the other questions. Um, we got a bunch in. There's been a couple in the comments, but I want to start with the the few that we already had ready to go. Um, if I can find them, see, this is why we need Marissa back. All right, here we go. First one from Boy Green Twenty Five. Thanks for hopping on, Paul. Oh, as Boy usual. Green. Uh, what is the Zach Connor origin story? How did you all meet, Zach? I, I think you made up a good one, right? I, I didn't think about it as long as I'd planned to. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't even come. Honestly, we don't really have a, a very exciting one. I, don't, I, I feel like we honestly probably just met when we were coworkers at MGM at like probably like a staff meeting. Um, you, looked, you looked across the football field and yeah, saw yeah. each other from a distance. I got butterflies. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, across, it was the, across the, the NJ.com uh, meeting room. I saw yeah, this yeah, bald-headed guy walk in with really tight jeans. <laughs> I walked up to him and said, come here often, and then we were off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, we had we had mutual friends. Like, that. so Zach, yeah. Mar- we were working in Arizona before you came up to take the Eagles beat at NJ.com when I was at the Jets beat. Uh, then I left, but, like, the NJ.com uh, – uh, pipeline is pretty much everywhere. Like there are so many people that worked in that newsroom at some point in time. I mean, all the way from Mike Garofolo, Connor Orr, Jenny, and then obviously the new crop of us that have all come out of there as well. So uh, Zach and I worked there briefly. I left, but like we still had our group chat of everyone that was in the same newsroom and we all kept in touch with everybody. And then I, I just like Zach and I, I don't think we hung out that much, even when you then got the Giants beat, except for like owners meeting combine senior bowl. Um, but then when I knew I was leaving the athletic and, and I remember, um, uh, a couple of my bosses came to me and they're like, you know, do you have anyone you'd recommend? And I was like, honestly, there's no one on the jets beat right now that I think would do the jump because cause is not leaving the post. Rich is not leaving ESPN. DJ had just gone to, to Houston and Andy had just gone to, uh, the star ledger. 
So I was like, hey, I was like, there's two people that I think would be pretty good. I was like, Dennis um, and like a couple other people. And then I was like, if you want to go outside the box as well, there's Zach. I was like, he would be good as well. So then I kind of stepped out of it and was like, you, I'm not, you know, I'm not, these are the people that I know that I think would do a good job. And then Zach through the interview process, killed it, uh, impressed everyone. They really loved him. And, and then uh, once he got under the jet speed is when we became really good friends. And Zach's come over for Christmas. Like that was fun. So like our, our <laughs> friendship now really knows no bounds. I exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I started getting Zach a little Christmas experience. I, I walk, I'm still waiting I to come in. over to light the menorah. You haven't, you haven't invited me for that though. So this hasn't <laughs> hey, been we, reciprocated. I'm going to be, I'm going to be down in, I'm going to be down in Cherry Hill for Hanukkah. So you can do that. Um, there we go. Eight crazy nights. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I, but I walk in, I walk into the Hughes household. I think it was Thanksgiving, actually, not Christmas. It was like a day oh, after I Thanksgiving was, yeah, or something. Up. Yeah. And the whole, uh, his whole family's drinking. Connor's absolutely obliterated and just like saying nonsense. They're playing <laughs> games. I don't know what's going on. It's just chaos. His dog's barking at me. <laughs> and, but yeah. and Bree is just, Bree's just getting mad at him because he's just getting drunker and drunker as the night goes on and just doing ridiculous yeah. things. But I got to see the Hughes, yeah. and, like the whole Hughes family in their natural habitat. And it was just like, okay, did, so he yeah. acts like, he acts like Connor around his family, just like he does around us. So. Oh, yeah. He's always it's himself. No, I yeah. can't turn it on and off. The only place I can turn it on and off is when I'm in like a truly professional setting and I have to be like <laughs> professional Connor. Like that's where Even I can then. turn it on. The minute I'm out of that, it's off. All right, let's move on. Uh, next question from Skylar Shutter says, uh, favorite stadium that each of you has visited so far this year? And obviously it's a little different because Connor spends half his time covering yeah. the Giants. Um, so why don't you go first, Connor? Um, this year, I'm trying to think where I've actually been this year. So Dallas is always a blast. I love AT&T just because of the spread. Uh, Minnesota technically this year, because the Giants played that playoff game in January, if I'm not mistaken. That one to me is my favorite so far, just because it's like, it's shaped like a Viking ship on the outside. It's an open air press box. You don't have the glass there. So you really do legitimately feel the crowd noise and you feel the energy. That fan base is crazy and fun. They've got the skull chant. Uh, it, it was it was a playoff game I covered there too, so it was really fun. Uh, but I think Minnesota probably takes it for me. Vegas was okay. I actually I wasn't as impressed with Vegas as I thought I was going to be, and maybe that's because I lost a lot of money. But uh, before going <laughs> to the stadium, but I I think that that stadium it kind of reminds me of like a juiced up MetLife with the four jumbotrons in the corners. So it's kind of like all right, whatever. Uh, my favorite, though, I think is is probably Minnesota. Arizona's up there as well. I like Baltimore's, um, but yeah, those are my favorites so far. Haven't seen SoFi. I think once once I get to SoFi, I think that one might be high on the list as well. Yeah, Minnesota. I haven't been to Minnesota this year. I think that's my favorite. Uh, Vegas is very disappointing stadium wise. I even like it's a cool stadium, but the sound like wasn't very good. Yeah, uh, and it was like really loud in there. I don't know. It was it feel feel like they have a lot of work to do on that. Um, we haven't really been to any cool ones Jets wise this year. Uh, well, Dallas, we went to Dallas. That's always good. I've been to SoFi. SoFi's great. I've not been to Baltimore actually. Um, Washington is I the like worst Chicago, one. I like Chicago too. Chicago's I know. Maybe cool I just grew up a football fan. Like all these states. I think that's one of the coolest parts about our job is like the Lambo, walk yeah. through the tunnel and going on the field is like my favorite part because it just takes me back to being a little kid again and being like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm I'm standing here right now. So. Honestly, it's almost every stadium I step into. I'm like, oh, my God, I really – like, even, like, Green Bay I liked. Cleveland has some things I like. Cincy I like. Pittsburgh I – like, I'd like them all. Um, but I think those are definitely ones to stand at. And Arizona. I do MetLife's love, the uh, worst, right? Washington is the worst. Oh, right. Washington's the worst. That's right. I even That's think a... Washington has a little personality, though. 
it's like falling apart, which isn't great, but like if it got <laughs> and it's in up, land it's like one of those things where it's like it, it, it's it just needs upkeep. Like I, I legitimately believe that FedEx could be a nice stadium if they like kept up with it, but it's almost like they built it and then we're just like, okay, see you in thirty years, and then just never changed anything. So you've got like stuff falling down, like. Wasn't there like sewer water or something coming from the ceilings at one point? Like it's really bad, but like you yeah. see it, like it's not. If you fixed it up and you spent time giving it some TLC, I feel like it could be okay. The press box is like in the corner too, isn't it? Oh, it's isn't brutal. the view yeah. terrible? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That definitely sucks. There's no defending that. Yeah. And and it's in Landover, Maryland, also. Yeah. Also, well, sucks. that's yeah. kind of like the Meadowlands in a sense, like yeah. impossible to get to from the city, um, although further. Okay, next question's coming in from Russell Whitaker. This one from Instagram. What's your favorite cheese? <laughs> you want to go first, Zach? You're, you're, I'm a foodie, but you're like an extra foodie. You're like a booty I'll, foodie. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. Um, I'd say goat cheese is oh, probably like my number one. I, I like brie. Uh, like baked, I had a baked yep. brie on Thanksgiving. That was fantastic. <laughs> and and I, I was thinking about this when I saw the question. There's this cheese called raclette cheese, which... They sell yeah. it like Christmas markets, and it's it's really really good. French. And that's sneaky. Yeah, good. they melt, so, melt it in France. Yeah. yeah. So and like on a, on like a cheesesteak, I'm a sucker for uh, like provolone. I can still do cheese whiz. I kind of feel like I have to go classic sometimes. But yeah, I'd say goat cheese is my favorite though. That's the one thing with the the cheesesteak. Having lived outside of Philadelphia, like I could not get into the cheese whiz. I mean, there's great places down there that don't use the cheese whiz. So like, yeah, I, I appreciate all that. But I, you know, they obviously the you know, the most famous way in Philly is to use the cheese whiz. I just can't, can't do it. Anyway, Connor. I, so I, I'm not a big cheese guy. So like, I, for example, right. like you, you make a ham and a ham and cheese. Sand, like I am very particular. Like I hate American cheese. It has to be like the thinnest of thin slice of American cheese. And my, one of my unpopular hot takes is that in no situation in the world is American cheese your best option there is always a better option than American cheese. And like, if there's Probably too fair. much cheese or too much American or too much cheddar, it makes me gag. Like I'm just, I'm not in like charcuterie boards. Like, honestly, I'm very bored by them. And I love food. That's the one oh, thing man. where I'm like, can we do anything else? Like I don't need I love charcuterie. cheese on a plate. Yeah. I, no, I love yeah, charcuterie. You start naming these things better. I've never heard of. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> dude, no, like I'll, I'll like, don't get me wrong. Like I'll, I, I have no problem with like a, pep, a piece of pepper jack, pepperoni on a cracker all about that love salami <laughs> love prosciutto i love all that so, stuff but like just so you like, like so you like lunchables so is what you're saying you like basically <laughs> yeah i love lunchables my favorite cheese though no doubt is uh, obviously like mozzarella like is the, is the cliche one to suit mm. but i i love burrata i do oh, i man. love yeah, love love burrata it's just like yeah yeah other than that like you do burrata with like some some prosciutto and like maybe a tomato or just any it's just so it's so damn good like oh, it is it's so, so so damn it's good elite. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan of that. Agree on that, Barada. The the one thing with American cheese that I still believe in is like a grilled cheese sandwich is still best. So that's the thing, though. With if American you do too many cheese, pieces, if you do too many pieces of American cheese on the grilled cheese, it makes me gag. So like, even when I have a grilled cheese, it has to be like one or two pieces of of thinly sliced two slices, cheese. Two go slices. with tomato. And then a little mayo, and then you can eat it that way. I just I can't just do cheese like it. It, it, it uh, oh. <laughs> wow, we just, we just had Connor gag on video, so I hope you are yeah. were watching. Not the first time. So, yeah, I'm sure. I, I I I cover. I was on this podcast during the Adam Gase era, so I'm sure I gagged. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so we're speaking of origin stories. The can't wait origin yeah. story started with Aaron Gase and a busted spleen. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was, wait, that was the um, beginning of Can't Wait. That was like the the third episode, I think. Was was when Darnold got mono. I think it was like the third episode, and it's been oh, downhill wow, since. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right, let's see here. Christian Turner says, who'd you rather fight one horse sized duck or 100 duck sized horses? Oh, I, I, I would go with a hundred duck sized horses because they're so small. I think it's a lot of them. Like, though. They, should, this is lot, is they should have done this with the preschoolers. Wait, what? Connor. I said, you know the question they they asked this question where it's like, would you rather fight like one something sized preschooler or like a hundred preschoolers or how many preschoolers do you think you could take in a fight? Like, I feel uh, like you could take a lot of preschoolers in a fight. Like, I don't know how many. Like, I, I could definitely take a hundred duck sized horses. Like that, I feel like I could do. Yeah. You just start kicking them and like if you had like a weapon too, like that definitely helps. Even just your hands, like you start <laughs> swatting them away. But I like that. Like, like I'm gonna flip this around. Like, how many? preschoolers angry preschoolers do you think you can take before you can't take any more preschoolers like how many before like they they take you over <laughs> no preschoolers were harmed in the recording of this podcast <laughs> yeah connor's really yeah. focused on fighting kids he's like <laughs> they're, they're it's like, AI, the, scene they're step, AI it's like the scene in stepbrothers it's like I'm, the scene in stepbrothers yeah i dude, think i'm telling you i think like i i mean i could take 500 preschoolers <laughs> Like that's a lot, but like they don't even have like full control of like their their like their limbs yet. Like they don't know how to fight. It's a preschooler. Like I feel like a thousand. That's a lot. Like, they can just all jump on you and then you suffocate. There's yeah, a lot say, of kids. You just kick them. And maybe there's a uh, maybe there's some chunky ones. You know, maybe they weigh you down. That's true. Yeah, that's just remember. True. So everyone, I think I... Connor is now a dad. <laughs> just remember yeah. that, everybody. Yeah, say, yeah. So every time I look at my kid, I'm like, how many of you? Would <laughs> How many? <laughs> oh my god! Someone just commented in the chat. Connor will Dan Botter. Connor will not be allowed to drop his daughter off at preschool. <laughs> gonna go. I'm gonna have her sizing him up. Come come back with a scouting report. Connor trying to get the pod canceled. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's not on it anymore, so he can he can do that. Um. All right. What else do we have here? Oh, this is good. I, we haven't talked about golf yet. We should get to the so, golf oh, question. Wait. There we go. Has Connor shot? This is mean, but has Connor shot under a hundred yet? Yeah, I dude, I've broken eighty. Yeah, I've I broken know. eighty. I've, I've seen you break. You, you see me break you shot 90. around eighty when I was there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, you Connor is actually a pretty good golfer. I will say that. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. It's, yeah. We with the. I will say though, the the golf the golfing post baby has certainly taken a hit that uh that I didn't expect. So I actually bought a uh, a little mini simulator and put it in the garage. So while I can't get real golf in, I do I, I do still get my swings in, because I have the simulator back there, which is cool. Like I've got an, I have to still like get the the impact screen and the projector to actually so you're looking down but right now you hit into a net and then you look on the tablet and it shows you what you did you can play courses uh so it is fun and it, it actually what's crazy is like i did that because like i didn't get a chance to play for like two weeks two and a half weeks which is a, i know like some some dads are out there like <laughs> lucky bastard like that's no i haven't played like, in two to, years yeah so <laughs> you're, you're talking to a guy that was playing three to four times a week so like that is like a, a hit like that was like that is it's very upsetting that i don't play more um, but I, I did that for a bunch. I was like, man, I'm curious what I'm going to play like when I went out there. And I shot something like an 84, 85, and that was with like two triples. So like it actually did help me fix out my irons. And I got a lot more consistent with my irons, a lot more consistent with certain shots. It was just like, I don't putt anymore because there's no way to actually putt. So that, that part, uh, that part took a hit, but I, I still get my swings in. I just don't actually play real golf as much as I, as much as I want. Zach, have I, you picked I, I want... up the clubs yet? Have you, have you started your golf know. journey? No, I no, but not, Zach's I, brother's nasty. Like Zach's brother, yeah. Zach's brother's like, like not like I'm like amateur good. Zach's brother's like <laughs> good, good, like legit good. Like what is he? He's like a, a single. Is he scratch or is he like a single handicap? I know yeah, he's single uh, handicap at least. Yeah, I think I think it, yeah, it's single. I can't remember what the number is though. Um, but it's sub. Yeah, so I've so I, I have Connor and my brother constantly trying to get me to golf. So that it'll happen at some point. Um, but I wanted to say, but when Connor was about to have his baby he kept insisting that he was going to be able to golf a certain amount of time and we all were like you're not it's not going to happen he's like no it is like Bree and i agreed to it it's going to happen we're like okay we did we did agree to the once a week i think what i uh the once a week will be a thing when it's not nfl season i i underestimated the we, we have the jets class show now uh which i, I i'm supposed to plug here too uh so we have jets class now <laughs> Um, our digital show on the Jets. Make sure you guys watch on YouTube. Um, That's good on stuff. On SNY's YouTube channel. Plug God. Um, so <laughs> I have to like record that Tuesday, work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then it's like my only days off really are Monday and Saturday because then the Jets play Sunday and sometimes Saturday I'm traveling. So it's like, I think if I was like, hey, Bree, one of those two days that we have off together, I'm going to go be gone out of the house for like five hours playing golf with my boys. I think I'd be divorced. Um, so I think when I, when it's actually like we're home a lot and Bree in the off season is staring at me for seven days a week, I think she'll actually want me out of the house. So I will be back to playing. One <laughs> that's a good, that's, that's actually, a great that's a, point. Actually. That's a good counter argument. Yeah. Good counter. Argument, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Bree needs the five hours of non Connor time. Yeah. Alone time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to go to the chat now for one, this one from Seamus Higgins. We had to get to Marvel at some point. Who's the best oh, yeah. live action Spider-Man? Connor, you can go first on this one. Um, I'm a fan of Holland. I, I know like yeah. uh, um, Tom's my favorite, honestly. I just think he's the first one that, that true. Like I know like people are like when Garfield came back in that most recent Spider-Man movie, everyone's like, oh, he was so good. He was actually the best. I'm like, no, I, I really think that Tom, like they hit it out of the park and like people's annoyances with him. Wasn't it just like that they made him too uh, techie? Like he had all these like funds and he was basically like a mini, he was like Spider-Man, Iron Man with all of like the money and like the gadgets and gizmos of plenty and all that stuff. So 
Um, I, I still think that Tom Holland's the best and my favorite. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're making now like another, they're setting up like another trilogy with him. I thought I read that somewhere, which will be good because now he's he pretty much gave up all the tech, gave all the tech back, and he's back to like OG Spider Man. So uh, I'm curious how that's going to go. Plus, he looks so damn young; he can play that he can play the role for a while. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the best one. Uh, I think he just captured like the like the dorky kid, high school kid better. Like Tobey Maguire had like a receding hairline when he did it; like he didn't actually seem like he was in high school. Yeah, yeah. And I thought Andrew Garfield was good, but the movies kind of sucked. Um, yeah, Tom Holland's good. And yeah, they're doing all those like spin-offs of all those Spider-Man villains. So I imagine they'll do something with that, like Venom and all that shit. So maybe a better question, a spin-off question. I actually um who's the best MJ? I did not like Kirsten Dunst. Uh but Emma either. Stone was pretty good. Emma Stone was pretty good, but Well, she didn't play MJ. Didn't she play the Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, she you know what's, yeah. You know what I really like about Zendaya? I really Zendaya. like Zendaya. Is it Zendaya it's, or Zendaya? Zendaya. I th- the thing about her is like the the personality like that they put yes. in her, like that she's just this dark, like loving like death and terrible yeah. things. Like that I think that put the character over the top because she's yeah. not just like, oh, it's MJ. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, it's not like a just. I also love like the just, reveal. Uh, save me, yeah. I also love the reveal, like at the end of the first movie with Holland, where she was just a character, and then at the end, is she say her name? She's like, "Yeah, you can just call me MJ." And then you're like, "Oh my God, that's Mary Jane!" I don't think I don't think her name is Mary Jane, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. yeah, I think it's something else. And then her, it's just an M and a J. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm MJ." And I was like, "Oh my God, that's Mary Jane!" And so, like, I I, I just love her. I love her as an actress. And I think she yeah, just fits the great. role perfectly in whatever she was, whatever she was going to be. She's so talented. Right, because his love interest, that whole first movie, is is the daughter of the villain. And then... Yeah, 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 yeah. I should say that Seamus just said that the Spider-Verse movies are pretty good. I, I think they're fantastic. I love those. I don't know if Connor's seen them, but they're, they're very good. So I liked the second one. I just watched the second Into the Spider-Verse, and I like that more than the first. My thing is that I'm just not... I, I, I appreciate what they are i just can't really get into animated stuff so like i don't watch anime uh although i did get bored and start watching some of the old 90s x-men uh 90 x-men television show that's on disney plus mm-hmm. um but i just i can't get into animated stuff so like i watched it. i watched it actually on the flight to um vegas but i just didn't i didn't love it like i thought it was like okay like i, I great plot i love the plot love the storyline love the, the voice acting i just can't get into that that animation all right, sticking to the, the stream, uh, uh, a regular Dan Botter on the show says this. What's your go-to order at Wawa? I have Ooh. to start with Connor because Connor, I don't know how many he people know there. this, but Connor worked at Wawa. So, uh, <laughs> And he, you have thoughts about the company as a whole. So go ahead. What's your favorite order at Wawa? Do you, I like Wawa. I hate no, coffee, no, not negative. I like just like I know you've, uh, no, I think you've been negative on their coffee. Uh, the oh yeah, yeah. Oh, their coffee sucks. Their coffee's their bad. Coffee's yeah. So there bad. was a time Dude, when I, like they had a weird reputation for having good coffee, just because you could get like there's 30 flavors out and you just pick one, but like all 30 are terrible. And they smell, <laughs> and like it's and they, the, when you're around the coffee too much, you come home and smell. It's bad. Like it's it's legitimately bad. Like I I don't I hate their coffee, but. So I had two. I don't know if they're still there. When I worked there, they used to have ciabattas. And so what you would do is you would take the ciabatta, you cut it in half, 
you'd put ranch dressing on each side, smush it together, then take it open again and then put more ranch dressing. Then you would do provolone, turkey, bacon, and then you would put it in the um, open fish. You would put it in the oven, cook it, take it out, and then you would do lettuce, tomato with, I think I said bacon. That was the best. Like that was so damn good. And when you smush the bread together with the ranch, when you bit into it, like ranch would ooze out. And I'm not even like one of those people that's like obsessed with ranch, but that was so damn good. Uh, my new one now is anything, honestly, with the breaded chicken. Like I just like a breaded chicken sandwich. And I don't think it's like an elite level cutlet by any stretch of the imagination, but I just like doing it. I'll do the Buffalo one. I'll even do sometimes ketchup and mayo to make like a little, like the, uh, what is that? Whopper sauce. And like have that on there. That's pretty good. But honestly, I don't eat it. Um, I don't eat it uh, Wawa all that much. Like when I pop in there, it's to grab something real quick. Like I'll grab like a protein bar and then just run out. You know who else's coffee is better than um, uh, Wawa real quick? Not just completely trash them and ruin any potential sponsorships for you guys moving forward. Um, but <laughs> I think we were not, not going to get I a Wawa sponsorship. So. Okay, good. So I was never, I never go to McDonald's. Like I'm, I actually, I just, I, I don't go there. No, not, not fancy anything. I just, I just, I don't know, maybe my parents have just programmed me that it's so unhealthy that you have like have McDonald's and you're just going to get uh, fat and die. So like, I just don't eat McDonald's, but I passed my Dunkin' and was like, shoot, I need coffee. Pulled into McDonald's, just got one. Of, their coffee was actually pretty good. Like it wasn't, it wasn't trashy coffee. It was much better than, uh, much, much better than Wawa. McCafe. I hate though, when you're on the highway and the red, like the, <clears throat> thinking of like I-84 in Connecticut, uh, I think. And all the rest, it's like one rest stop after another. And you're like, just give yeah. me a Starbucks or something. And it's just uh-huh. McCafe, McCafe, yep. McCafe. Yep. No. I can't, I can't say I've ever had McDonald's coffee, but I, I, I'll give you my, I have three different sandwiches. I, I'll I bring it next to uh, at Wawa for many years. <laughs> okay. Uh, Iced or hot? Recent... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. It is cold out right now, though. Um, but so Wawa's. So my sandwich growing up was a breaded chicken sandwich. Uh, and I throw yep. honey mustard. Once they added honey mustard, I put honey mustard on it, put pickles on there, some lettuce, uh, some oil vinegar. That's like my classic one. I like really? I the oil and vinegar from, with from the, the honey mood. mustard? Like light, because I just like the, I just like the, the flavor okay. of it. Um, but, uh, and then I get a tuna sandwich and then in the in the in the fall season, I like getting the gobbler because I love the gobbler sandwich. Oh um, yeah, where it comes with like, where it comes with turkey and stuffing and cranberry and I think there's mayo in there, maybe cheese. It's it's fantastic. So I do eat Wawa when I go home because there's not really one close to me up here. I think there's one in like Secaucus or something, but I uh, or maybe it's Springfield. I can't remember, but I I, I used to go to Wawa all the time, <laughs> and I, I try not to have like sandwiches as much as I used to because it's so much bread, <laughs> but. They are tasty. It's amazing. To By me the way, if anybody has thoughts on these questions, check. thoughts on these questions, <laughs> your own <laughs> yeah. answer, throw them in the chat as well. All right. Next one's coming from Brian Sternback. He says, which member of the Jets beat would be most likely to get into a fight and win against a kangaroo? I thought it was going to, when I started reading it, I thought it was going to be which person on the Jets beat could you guys beat up? But no, who could beat a kangaroo? See, there's two parts to this question. One is the most likely to get into a fight with one. The other is win against it, because I think those are two different topics. Because I That's think true. the most likely to get into a, a fight with Ken Grew, I think I might even say Andy Vasquez. You know, if, <laughs> if, uh, 
because, you know, he can run hot and cold sometimes, you know, and, and if a kangaroo <laughs> says something he doesn't like, I could see it. About, could he win against a kangaroo? I don't know. I don't know about that. He's not, on, he's not on the beat it from the inside. Yeah, he's not on the beat, but I feel like Will Parkinson could win against a kangaroo. That guy works out. Yeah, Will's Will yeah, probably Will, is in Will, as good a shape as anyone in the podcast Jets world, right? Yeah, we're going to count it. And I, I think I, I Boyd, Green. Boyd Green. Hey, did you I, see I, those videos Boyd Green posted when he was? I would take Boyd Green in the fight over the kangaroo. You see that shit when he was getting? Yeah, when he was getting into it with Nania. And he was like posting this, like there was like that, that and the fact that he went after Boy Green is so ridiculous. Like I, I, I it is a good thing I'm not on this can't wait pod because we did an entire episode on that. But when he then started replying, just subtweeting with pictures of him doing roundhouse kicks and shit like that, amazing content. Like just the like top tier content making. Uh, I would take Boy Green in anything over a kangaroo uh, or Samini because I feel like Samini would fight dirty. Like, I feel like... And how tall like is... Hot streak. Boy, Boy Green's Boy Green. usually in our... What, checks us out live, but he's not in here today. So um, so we're, we're not talking to his face. But how tall... Isn't Boy Green a little small stature? Yeah, or is he... He's, he's a little shorter. He's, he's yeah. not... He's not... He's not the shack of the podcasting. But, like, I mean, <laughs> the dude's got... I Dude, I saw those karate videos, and I was like, oh, my God. That's it. Like, I would take him in a street fight. Like, I'm going into a street fight. I'm taking him and Michael Clemens. Those are the two I'm going to This video right. will definitely be on Twitter later today. Boy Green is trained in karate, so his, his size doesn't really matter. Uh, he could probably beat us up. Yeah, and that was like, his, his thing, too, is like, I just got to see if he's agile enough. Because don't, like, kangaroos have, like, really long talons or, like, uh, claws and shit like that to, like, Go after people, punch. so I think. Yeah, they yeah, they I punch. So. They legitimately That's like punch. A big thing. Yeah. It is a kangaroo so we punch. See if, yeah, we got. I know. I know. Boy Green can throw one. I got to see if he can avoid it. Like that's what he didn't post that video. So he's got to he's got to share that <laughs> of him of him dodging because if he can dodge, I'm definitely taking him over the kangaroo. Yeah, kangaroos and ostriches are hard, tough. They're scary beasts. Ooh. Um. All right. Up next, this one's from Michael Waddle. Uh, favorite? I think you should leave Skit. That, that's for me because I don't think Connor ever watched that show. I have no uh, idea okay. what that is. <laughs> it's a, it. I mean, it, the guy from the show is Tim Robinson. He uh, like you've seen a million memes with his where he says, "Are you sure about?" Oh, that? is he the one who like screams that. and stuff? Like, is he the one that yeah. he's driving the car and he screams, or like he had the hoagie in it, uh, the hot dog in his arm? Yes, yes, that's it. Oh, okay, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a show that should start. Though. You should. It's a show I'm obsessed with. Andy Vasquez is uh, some of our listeners. Um, uh, the, the one that's jumping in my mind is is the Brian's hat sketch where he he has he has a hat that has flaps on it and they're in court and uh, they're reading text messages because these two people laundered money and, and they keep getting sidetracked by making fun of his hat <laughs> and it's like very ridiculous but it's uh, it cracks me up that's like the first one that jumped in my head there's some uh, the ghost tour sketch is very good uh, where he keeps like oh saying yeah I've and, seen that and, one and, yeah and I, he, yeah, he says things I can't great. say in this podcast over and over again but yeah if you haven't watched I think you should leave. And you want to know my brand of humor? I would watch it. That's what I would say. It's on Netflix. All right, we got one question for me. By the way, Vince Longto says, "What do you think of the Syracuse football hire?" Uh, I'm on board fully with the Syracuse football hire. You get a guy from the it's Fran Brown, by the way, uh, SEC defensive backs coach at Georgia, so he's been in big time football. But New Jersey roots, he can recruit the Northeast. It's exactly what go. they need. That said. The chances of them winning more than seven games anytime in the next 10 years is probably slim. I just don't, I don't think Syracuse is a, uh, 
a program that can be a consistent winner anymore in the NIL world and football. But I do like the hire, so we'll see where it goes. Where? What, Thanks what for throwing me a question. In? What conference is Syracuse in? ACC. ACC. Okay. I'm so not a college football guy. Like, that's so <laughs> I watch too much on Sunday. And I, th- I honestly think that's probably a product of growing up where I grew up. Like, there is no college football team here. Yeah. Like, Rutgers. Yeah, it was like that for me, too. Yeah, me. I mean, me too. We had, we had Boston College. Yeah, that nobody cares about. So if I hadn't gone to a school with a, you know, at the time when I went there, McNabb was there, so we were legitimately a top ten program. But now I don't care. I just wait for basketball season to start. Anyway, that's Um, like if I ever redid it. That's if I ever like redid life. One of the things I would do is go to a school. Uh, with a massive college football program just to like see that and experience that like in the sands and stuff. Like I would love to like a, a Notre Dame, a Michigan, an Alabama, even like South Carolina's fans are crazy. Like I'd love to go see something like that. The uh, Monmouth's not not working their way towards FCS? No. Or FBS? Mm, no. no. <laughs> I, I think in my entire like my entire life, I think I've seen two Monmouth football games. And I covered one of them. And I might have gone to another one. Their basketball is fun, but like, I think you guys know this. Like, well, OG, can we listeners know this about me? Like, I started covering the Jets when I was in college, like when I was at Monmouth. So when I was there, like, the Saturdays and Sundays that I would be watching those games, I was actually watching the NFL just because I was working it or covering high school sports too. So I, I never really got a chance. Um, all right, so let's wrap things up. There's a, this. It's not a Jets question, but we'll bring it back to football here a little bit. And I think you guys aren't the right ones to ask, answer this because of where you live. But in your mind, where would the ideal place for the Jets stadium to be if it was not in the Meadowlands? But you both uh, live in Jersey, so it's somewhat convenient. Well, I would say, well, yeah, I, I like it where it is convenience-wise. And I don't know the logistics of it. I mean, it, New York being in New York City would be pretty cool. I don't know where exactly. I, I know people. Well, when they were thinking of putting it over. Yeah, uh, where was it going to be? Hudson Yards, which is now all the skyscrapers, but there was a talk of putting it right there over the, you know, at Hudson Yards when it was going to be, and they're talking about the Olympic Stadium and then it becoming a football stadium. That would have been amazing because there's so many trains there. But for people that don't live in the city, that would have been a nightmare. So, yeah. And it would sink for us. I would just like to see. Yeah, I, I, I have no problem with it being in Jersey. That doesn't bother me at all. I just wish the Jets had their own. And the Giants had their own, so that it yeah, could have, like hundred percent. The Giants could construct it in their vision. The Jets could construct it in their vision. When you have two teams like the Giants and Jets having to come together, each one has an opinion on what they want it to be, and then you have to find the middle ground. And your middle ground ends up being something very generic. So, I just wish there were two. It doesn't matter to me if they were both in New Jersey, right next to each other. Just something to give it a little bit more personality is what I would like. Even as a uh, taxpayer in New Jersey, you wish they had two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's tough. It's a tough sell to have two football stadiums in one city when they only play eight home games a year or nine home games a year. But, and when they're I mean, both Taylor Swift only tours. Taylor Swift doesn't tour that often. And also, that it being the Giants and Jets who have set offensive football back a decade is also not great. Yeah, not great <laughs> when you're you're not filling it. All right, um, we got to finish with oh. picks. Connor, do you want to hang out for the pick segment or do you want to uh, say goodbye? I'll leave it up. To yeah, you. sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm going to be at the facility in 10 minutes, so I'll, I'll do. Uh, I'll hang out for a second. All right, well, all right, so let's um, – let me fire up the standings here. 
I'm actually moving up in the standings. I saw him doing a little better. 50%, not the best total, but. I'm just over 50, but again, I missed a week. But let's, uh, as we go through the standings, it is still a tight race at the top of the standings. Let me fire them up. Do, do, do. We need theme music for this portion so that I can. What do you guys have? <laughs> other games or just the Jets? We so All we do games. we have a pool now, Connor, where we pick every single game and we have standings running online. So right now, uh KMCACSAZZ oh. and new Nijmegen Jets are tied at 93 each, and they are way ahead. Where Five game lead on third place, which is ESS. So those two guys uh or those two people, 56.71% for the year, which is pretty solid. Yeah, you're wow. up to 50. Um, I, yes. Right. Zach, you're like near the top 10. Yeah, we'll take it. And I am not anymore because of the drop-off. Are you I'm picking like, against the spread or just winners, losers? Spread, spread. yeah. Oh, wow. Right. That's really good. Let's look at this week's games. Uh, here's mine. Uh, I just did these while we were uh, waiting to jump on the show. But it's not a um, it's not a banner week in the NFL. Um, so we can be pretty quick on this, but um, I'm taking Seattle plus nine and a half at Dallas just because of the points. Um, one interesting game I thought was the Patriots. Now that looks like Bailey Zappi is going to be starting, if that actually gives them some magic, they're home underdogs by five. And when was the last time the Patriots were five and a half point dogs at home? Like 1990 something, right? Um, yeah. And then the Jets plus two and a half at home. I'm going to take the Falcons. Let's weigh in on that one. Let's weigh in on the Jets to finish things off, Zach. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I want to talk about the Jets, but I will here. <laughs> We're just talking about the point spread, not the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I think they lose. So I, I, I'd take wow. Falcons minus two and a half, honestly. I I don't have any belief in this offense. That's that's what it comes down to. I mean, maybe if the defense can score a touchdown. Desmond Ritter is very bad. So, like, that that's their hope. If the defense can get a pick six, then maybe they win. I don't know. Connor? Yeah, I'm I'm going Jets uh, simply because if they don't win this game, I don't know what game they're going to win. Like, it's just yeah, – I, I know they're I'll take them the spread. I'll yeah. take them the money line. Seriously, like, they got to get one. And if they can't beat the Falcons, I mean, I guess maybe they can, be, they can beat the Commanders because they are just, like, completely imploding. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think the Jets win this week um, more so just because, like, they can't afford to lose another one. Like they can't afford to lose another one, and like this is a game they can't, they can't, they can't lose to the Falcons. Like, if they lose to the Falcons, almost all bets are off with what's going to happen because you can suddenly start questioning a lot uh, if they can't even yeah. beat that team. You know, they they lost to the Bills, they lost to the Dolphins. It's like, okay, those are two premier teams. You're banged up, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. But if you can't even beat Atlanta, like that's that's not good. That's that is very much not good. The premier game of the week by far: Chiefs at Eagle. Or, oh no, I'm sorry. Niners at Eagles. <laughs> uh, Chiefs at Eagles already happened. That was the Kelsey Bowl a couple games ago. But what surprised me here is the Eagles are three and a half point dogs oh. at home. Wow. I don't. I don't is get that updated because it was two and a half yesterday. So it's the, that means money's going on the on the Niners. It all was these two lines from BetMGM. But yeah, it's that's crazy. And the Niners have been hot. And the Eagles. I mean, they won last week, but they struggled against the Bills. But so they always win, even when they struggle. Though that's that's the thing about them. They always win. Um, Hertz has become that guy that you can just rely on in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I was stunned by the by the plus three and a half. I just couldn't, I couldn't avoid that. Uh, so I went Eagles. Zach, yeah, I mean, you you kind of hit the games that I think I would have. Um, 
I think the Broncos Texans game is interesting. The Broncos have been very good in their three and a half point underdogs, uh, and their defense has been really good. So I think I had the Broncos plus three and a half. Um, big uh, the other big one is the fighting Michael Duns, who are out in oh, yeah, LA. Of course. Um, three and a half point Joe Flacco. underdogs. The Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco. Oh man, he's gonna light it up for sure. Against oh, yeah. Michael Floor. Yeah. Against Michael oh, Floor. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I'm taking there. I like I like both those guys. Uh, I'm rooting for like a a, a 51-48 shootout Browns win. There you go. So Mike Mike still gets his credit for a good offense. Uh, Joe Flacco lights it up, and Michael Dunn gets a win, so we can eventually get that Super Bowl for for uh, Big Michael Dunn. We also get need Michael, get Michael Dunn a ring, baby. We we also need the Browns to win because if they get to eight and four, it's even more likely that Zach doesn't have to spend New Year's Eve in Cleveland. Connor, are you going on that trip if it happens? The Thursday or Sunday? Um. Uh, well. I mean, if the Jets are irrelevant, probably not. Uh, probably not. But as long as, like, if they can win – if the Jets win these next two, then suddenly we're going to start having the discussion on is Rodgers coming back for the Dolphins game. Uh, and then once Rodgers comes back Christmas Eve or whenever that is, uh, that's when I think suddenly everything is on the table. Like, the Jets suddenly become a national storyline again. And that's when I'll probably be on them a bunch. But these this string of losing that they've kind of stuck together – uh, makes things a little more challenging. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. Um, first of all, for anyone who tuned in for full Jets conversation today, our apologies. But it had been brought to our attention over weeks that people didn't really want to talk about the Jets a lot. So we decided to give you this episode, the singular episode, getting rid of, ready for the Atlanta Falcons to talk about anything else but the Jets. We'll get you your Aaron Rodgers at the beginning. So, um, hey, if you didn't like it, don't leave a review. If you did, leave us a five-star review. If you didn't like it and you want to leave us a mean review, just do that, but with five stars. Whatever. As long as there's five. Someone someone was asking what platform. I think it's Yeah, you can't write reviews on Spotify, I don't think. You just give a review. I think you can just give five stars, but you can't actually write something. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes, Apple is the is the key spot. So give us those. Connor, thanks for coming on, man. We always uh, love having you back. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. It's a blast as always. I miss you guys. I'll All see right, you in and, like five uh, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we miss Marissa too. Great that she was able to join us, and she will be back in about a month. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the Can't Wait Podcast. <laughs>